Hello, world. I am your host, Kramer Snugs, founder and CEO of Cascade Technologies. Um, we also have Mark McGow, the Cisco Americas Distribution Security Business Development Manager. Quite the title there. Um, yeah. Joining me to co-host this series, Emerging Technologies. It's always a pleasure to get an opportunity to sit down with Mark and talk with our guests. So we are very excited to have him here today. Uh, we're going to talk about an industry heavily affected by COVID-19, the restaurant industry. Cascade Technology works with some of the finest restaurants on the Grand Strand, as well as restaurants in several states across the U.S. So this is a topic that definitely hits very close to home. Today we have Paul Katz, the founder and CEO of Guest Innovations, the software company that developed Res2 POS. Uh, wow. Uh, Paul and I first spoke back in 2017, weeks after I had founded Cascade Technologies, and we have worked together on several projects over the years. Uh, I really enjoy deploying my iPad POS system as I know it is secure and reliable for my clients, no matter how near or far they are. Um, we also have Georgie Contreras, Director of Sales and Business Development at Guest Innovations. Uh, one cool thing I will tell you right off the gate is he was a D1 basketball player who played in the NCAA tournament March Madness three or four years ago. Uh, I first met Georgie on a trip to California when uh, Austin and I were building out our Fremont Data Center and we had a little bit of spare time, so we swung in Sacramento, uh, had dinner with Tom, and he has been an asset to my team ever since. So. Uh, Paul, Georgie, welcome. I really appreciate you guys taking the time today to join us on the show, and we're certainly glad to have you here. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. For having us, Perfect. Perfect. So let's let's go ahead and jump right into this. Um, you know, you guys are at the forefront of uh, or of really what's going on in the restaurant industry right now. Um, but before we really get into that, let's let's start with Res2. Uh, where did you guys start? What direction did you go in, and where are you guys at now? Tell me more about the, uh, about the PLS system itself. All right. So I was in the technology space um, many moons ago, and um, actually developed telephony um, hardware and software um, um, for telephone companies and, and telephone switches. I got out of that industry, and then I was very, very fortunate. I did very, very well. Um, I decided to open a restaurant because I thought it was going to be really cool, neat, and fun. Um, and it was none of those things. It was a tremendous <laughs> amount of work. It was um, it was very very hard, and I found myself um, often at odds with my software vendors. Um, they were making tremendous profits. Their valuations were through the roof, and they were the making it on the backs of, of restaurateurs. And you know, right. restaurateurs are are a unique um, set of people. They work extremely hard. They work harder. And I can say any other industry. No one puts in the hours, the dedication, um, and yeah. all that. They have to be nice all the time. They always have to yep. have their show face on, and they always have to work very, very hard. Yep. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine told me that you know running a restaurant is real easy. You just have to do everything right all the time. And that's right. That that's you know when they cut a corner, when they do something wrong, it affects their bottom line, and it affects yeah. my bottom line. And, I felt like my software vendors were more bill collectors than software vendors. I, I didn't feel like it was a true partnership. Mm-hmm. And 
And coming from my past, I found that most of the money I made in my life was by doing the right thing um, when an industry was, was tainted, when an industry did not have a good reputation. I came in and was just honest and tried to do the right thing um, every step of the way. And that's what I did with Guest Innovations. You know, we we came out with Rescue POS. Um, you know, there's a lot of point-of-sales on the market, tremendous amount of point-of-sales on the market. Um, everyone basically copies each other. You know, they they don't try to solve the problems. They're just, hey, we're going to do a POS. We're going to make money. We're going to do a minimal viable product, and we're going to replicate ourselves in the marketplace and make a ton of money. And we approached the point of sale from a totally different, totally different angle. You know, we tried to see what were the problems in the industry currently. Um, you know, when when companies like Micros and NCR developed their point of sales, there was very, very different technology out there, and technology has evolved. So we wanted to use the most secure technology, the best technology, and really try to change the industry by doing things differently. So our development staff sat down and tried to solve the problems of restaurants. And we had one rule. You could not look at another point of sale. <laughs> we, didn't want, we, didn't, we didn't want to copy what everyone else has done. We wanted to truly solve problems. And so the first the first thing we went after is you know this is we 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 were developing when um, Micros and NCR were not doing um, EMV they were they were scoffing at PCI compliance they were doing a lot of things that were um, that we thought were necessary in the industry and in this new world of technology and data and so. We were actually the very first point of sale that was 100% EMV compliant in the restaurant space. The very first. So you have to realize that venture firms and uh, have put in billions of dollars into this industry, um, right. and and all these big companies making billions of dollars were not keeping up with technology. They were they were just saying, "Hey, we're making plenty of money. Why why should we care about that?" And we were the very very first to say. This is important. Data is important. Security is important. These things are, are, are going to be important. And, you know, it, it only takes a breach. And you, you read about breaches online um, from companies, from even restaurants. They have, they have major breaches. And it affects them. It affects their reputation. It affects their bottom line. It affects everything. And technology is cheap. <laughs> Protecting data yeah. is cheap compared to what it, it actually takes to you know, it, what it can cost you and your reputation and your business. It's very, very cheap to protect technology. Yeah. So that was one of the things that we did um, initially. Everything on our everything on our server is, is encrypted. Everything across the wires, in other words, transmitted from the restaurant to our servers, is encrypted. Every, you know, all the credit card data, all the, the, the customer name, all that's triple encrypted. And here's the thing. We don't even have a key to unencrypt it. So our staff, our employees, me, no one in our organization can ever get credit card information, and that's very, very important. Um, sure. Everything we, we want to keep everything out of everyone's hands. The, yeah. the restaurant does not have access to the credit card data. The employees don't have access to the credit card data. We don't have access to the credit card data. You know, once the credit card is put in, the second it's put in, it is encrypted, yeah. and no one ever sees that credit card data. And that's 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 just so critical. Um, so, you know, we, we came out and said, these things are important. And then on our back end, we were the first point of sale 
to do two-factor authentication. So everything, when you get into our back end of our system, if we're in a restaurant, owner looks at the back end, there's, there's two-factor authentication. So even if someone has that restaurateur's password, they could not get into our system. It's locked from them. Mm -hmm. They can have the username, the password, they still can't get in. And that's very important because we, we that, that, that security and data, and, you know, if we're going to do one thing right, you can't do one thing right to protect data. You have to do everything right, and that's part of doing everything right. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, we 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 developed technology. Uh, we did. Uh, we're the first to have um, a three day uh, be able to um, encrypt people's data, keep it secure, and if their internet goes out, um, which you know a lot of restaurants are built are built in down, old downtowns, and um, and you know on 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 wharfs and, and they're they're all over the place and lots of places that don't have great internet connectivity yeah. or consistent right. internet connectivity. So our system, you can actually operate it for three days, still accept credit card payments, still accept cash payments, still run your restaurant, still send orders to the kitchen. You can still use multiple terminals on the same order. Everything still talks to it to each other internally without a hitch. But you can still run your restaurant when the internet goes out, and that's especially crucial in this day and age. Um, that is amazing. That yeah. is amazing, Paul. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely. You know, it, it was. We see it as a necessity. Um, it's not a sexy selling point. You know, it's it took us it took us six months to develop because it's so secure, and it's also so reliable, um, and it works so flawlessly. It's very hard to do something that's elegant that works flawlessly. And that people just take it, uh, just take for um, granted. It's very, very hard to do that. And it's okay, but it's not for the amount of effort we put in. It does not increase our sales. What it does is it protects our restaurants that have us. It, yeah. it makes their, their lives better, easier, and they might not even realize it. But it's important that you know when you don't do something right, then they notice, right? It's <laughs> the old adage: you have to do everything right. And and we wanted to do it so. Our software was was a hundred percent secure and a hundred percent reliable, and that's that's part of part of our uh, mantra and part of our our software intrinsically. So now you got um, to work with, with Paul for his POS system because uh, you know <clears throat> security is at an all time high. I can't tell you the number of restaurants that we've been pulled into because they've been breached with a ransomware or. Um, they got no internet, and so they're not able to take orders. You know this, that, or the other. Even to redundant internet connections uh, to try to prevent those issues. This, that, or the other. Now, you know, Paul, when I first met you, I've had your cell phone number ever since. George, when I first met you, I've had your cell phone number ever since. Uh, one of the biggest things in the POS industry that I have realized is we get a client set up with a POS. Um, we do the training. Everything starts going well. After the first week, trying to obtain support um, is next to impossible. And, and the restaurant industry is, is one of the only industries that we work with. And they're not going to call us at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They're not going to call us at 9.30 in the morning. They're going to call us when something actually happens at a bar or a restaurant uh, in the peak hours. So you're in dinner rush. And so... When we were when we were sourcing a new POS system to our client, it was very important to me that we found a solution that uh, provided support when they needed it. Um, so I, I, I don't think I've ever called 
support and not had someone to pick up, um, you know, I, they may say, hey, you know, I'm on another call. I'll give you a call back in 15 minutes. But, but the bottom line is um, one of the other things that truly separates you guys uh, from the competitors um, is your support staff. So tell me, tell me how that came to be. I mean, obviously it was very important to you. Um, it, it, it almost seems that's utmost important to you. So tell me a little bit more about support, how you guys operate on that side of things. So, so support. So when a, when an operator calls us, when a restaurateur calls us, or a manager, or even a staff member calls us, we know one thing: that they are under tremendous stress. It's it's not a good thing. Um, something has something has gone wrong, um, and it might not even be our software. But they call us because they don't know what it is. They're not technicians. They're not experts. They just want all they want to do is run their transactions and operate their business. And when they yeah. can't do that, they're under tremendous stress. So, yeah. so the first thing we don't want to do is delay that phone call because if we delay that phone call, it just increases our stress. Um, we want to alleviate their stress as fast as possible. Now, we we believe – so we actually monitor all those calls. We actually log and monitor every call that comes into our organization, and we look at those. And we say, you know, what kind of calls are we getting? How can we alleviate that call? How can we never get that phone call again? And that's to save our support staff time and – and also to save the restaurant time, because if we can change our GUI, or if we can make so so things automatically reconnect, or if we can do stuff that prevent them from making a phone call, we're going to have better support for the people who really need us. So we we, we work very hard not to have support, if that makes sense. We we so much of our time and so much of our development effort is put into not talking to the customer, because if we can make it so the customer doesn't know us, <laughs> um, almost doesn't care about us, we've done a great job, right? They just depend on our software and they depend on, on what we do without thinking about it. Um, we went into a restaurant in the Bay Area, a bar, and the bar had gone through a three-point of sales for one year. And oh, my God. Three-point of sales, they called us, and um, the, the owner was so frustrated, he says, Tom, I'll make you sign a contract. If this doesn't work in 30 days, if I find one bug, you have to give me all my money back. I said, okay. I signed the contract. I, I called him 30 days later. He didn't return my phone call. Kept calling him, kept calling him 60 days later and said, hey, how's it going? He says, yeah, it works. And I go, oh, uh, would you do a testimonial for us? Can you, can you tell people that this, that this is a good thing? And he says, Paul, it's, it's a POS. It's supposed to work. But you know, there's so many point of sales out there that don't work. Yeah. It, it, it's very, it's it's much more complicated than it appears on first sight. People see it as a calculator. Just doing a lot of stuff. You know, we do we do lots of rewards. We do we do. There's so much going on in the background and that you don't see mm-hmm. happening um, that that is happening without the customer even knowing it. It's it's it, it's and that's really our perfect customer. The customer that never yeah. thinks about us. Yeah. When a customer doesn't need us. Or if they're calling tech support for something that has nothing to do with us. Like, um, I, I, I'll give you an example. Um, we had a customer call us because their internet line behind their building was cut. You know, that has nothing to do with our POS. But we yeah. still help them. Yeah. We still help them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that, that is, that, those are the types of calls we want because we can help them, but it's, 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 it's telling us we're doing everything right. Yeah. yeah. And there is one part that's amazing, Paul. And there's one part that is very important that I don't think 
other companies are realizing or care about it that makes this whole thing come together because everything they said Paul, Paul said it works, but the way that we do it, that we found it works is that just like Paul says, our customers, they're not technology people. Most of them have no idea what's going on. Yep. And I don't think this industry in general is taking a step forward to say, hey, these are our customers. We're not going to come here and just sell them products and shove a bunch of features in their face and try to deceive them with prices. What we're going to do is we're going to come in here in this space and we're going to teach our customers because they need to be taught how to use the technology, how it works. And that results in less support calls and then being happier in their business doing better. And this is the one thing that I think that we bring and we've realized, you know, in, in, in the last few months or year, that the more we educate our customers and the more we talk to customers that want to be educated, the more successful we've been and they've been. And the people that, you know, don't want to, don't want to talk about things like that, don't want to be pushed, don't want to be educated, always have a bad experience with those customers, and you can't change them. And we've tried to change a bunch of customers like this, and they're just not going to change because the type of person they are and how they run their business. So the one thing that we bring to the table is that um, I'm still telling you things that education part, from the first time we've talked, and this is, I guess, a little more than on my side of the end, that from the first time they know the request to them with a sales conversation, every single conversation they have with us, uh, we want them to learn something, how it's done, what can be better for them. And especially right now, to kind of transition, I guess, in the COVID-19 situation, people don't know what to do right now. Everybody's panicking. Businesses are obviously losing a tremendous amount of money. And there's customers that literally call us. There are existing customers and call us, hey, I need to, like, shut down my, my service and ask them, like, why would you do that? So we, we don't can't support it right now. We just don't have to We've laid everybody out. And we have to educate them that there's ways to keep their revenue and keep going with online ordering, how it's done. And people don't even realize how it's done or how they can bring in more money. So there's all, these are all things that we constantly try to do, whether it's support, whether it's sales, whoever they talk to, we try to educate, 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 because nobody else is doing it. And this situation right now is, in a way, putting our company in a perfect situation. We talk about this every day with me and Paul and the rest of the staff that, all the companies that cut corners and there's all about the sales and the money and the revenue are going to struggle right now. And the companies like us that position ourselves as value, value, value are going to succeed right now and they're going to succeed when everything slows down because what we do, it's not just about, you know, surviving, it's about making an impact and people value that. That's point Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I agree. The, the, the more value we put now, the, the better off we're all going to be when, um, this, you know, hopefully, hopefully soon ends. But, uh, George, I wanted to ask you, um, so over the last few weeks, I've seen several emails, um, from, from Rescue, um, explaining new features or, or discussing how you guys are working diligently with customers to, uh, make this transition from, um, dining to strictly takeout and delivery. So, Tell me a little bit more about what that process, and that started very early on. Uh, obviously, you guys are in California, so um, you know, on that side of the country, you started to see the effects of COVID-19, the coronavirus, a lot quicker than uh, we have here on the East Coast. But tell me about that process. Tell me how, you know, what, what the steps were, um, you know, and, and what solutions you have put in place for your customers who, who may have never even done takeout before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first step to this whole thing is very simple. First of all, when they all pick up the phone and make sure they're taken care of, right? a lot of people are not doing that, which sounds simple. It's true that a lot of companies are not doing that. But the main thing, obviously, that everybody's doing and we're doing right now is starting to sell this one of the first companies online ordering. 
um, because in order to tackle this, there's no getting around online ordering is the way to do it, um, to put in orders. Because if the clients are not, if they cannot reach the clients, if they can't come to you, you need to be able to go to them, right? So, um, and today, no matter what kind of sale you're using, um, you need to be able to do that, even if not for today, for the future, because not a full, full restaurant business, but a lot of it is moving towards online ordering. That's a huge chunk. Um, now there's a different way to do it. Um, we used to have, and we still do have the Grub Club, Uber Eats, and all those platforms that we connect to, but those can be very expensive for restauranters. Um, those platforms take quite a bit of money from the whole process, so actually restaurants don't make much money off that. So what we do is we also have the, our own online um, delivery and delivery platform. Um, so basically you can put in their entire menu and uh, a website link, which we can, which provide for, we can put on their website. They can share with, you know, friends, family, whoever they want to share with friends. Um, and they can put in order directly on there and obviously it's all the point of sale. Now, it's obviously pretty simple. There's quite a bit that goes into that. Um, we've been developing this for quite a while. And actually, we need to right on time to be able to help all existing new customers. And we actually, you know, we give it away for free. Again, we're just trying to bring as much value to our customers and do it in the right way. Um, and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, as far as how it works. Um, but it's, it's a simple idea that, like for example, I'll give an example. We had a customer that called me, one of our existing customers, and I just, he called about reordering, uh, ordering another printer because he had one. And I just simply had a conversation with him, how everything is going right now, and obviously, you know, so we laid off like 50% of our staff, sales are down, and I said, so what are you doing about it? He, he literally told me, well, nothing, there's nothing I can do about it. And I asked him, well, didn't you talk to our staff for the online ordering, anything like this? So yeah, I saw the email, but I don't know how it works. And a lot of our, a lot of our even existing clients know that it exists, but they need to be educated. So it goes back to the education. So I literally had three minute conversation with him, and once we were done after those three minutes, he literally had his tone changed completely, and I can tell because he was very depressed from everything going on. And after the three minutes, just telling him how it works in three minutes, he really was thanking me in a way that you know, thank you for staying in my business, almost. So again, it goes back to the education. Um, and we do, you know, things like this, but we still need to go out and be the one to educate the customer, not just say, hey, we have it, come here. We still need to be the one, and we still do this to be proactive and tell everybody that exists and we kind of tell them how it works so we can help them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, That's okay. and that goes down another line of, of you know, who our customer is. A, a restaurateur, so if you take the average restaurateur, he's pretty terrified of technology. Um, he yeah. just does not, he, you know, I, I always say that a restaurant still has a flip phone because they're afraid of a smartphone. <laughs> and, you know, you know, everyone's given strong strengths in life, you know, and there's this hospitality, there's this taking care of people, and that's the way their brain works. And, you know, we, we want to make technology as painless as possible for them. So, you know, not only do we give them the, the online ordering platform, we realize that there's going to be stress in their life just setting it up. So we set it up for them for free. We get them going for free. We do, we handle the whole process, not because, you know, we're not making a dime off of this. We, we're, 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 we, we don't profit from this, but we're, our goal is to take care of the customer and, and provide great value, and we can't give them value if they're afraid to use the value. So, or if they don't have the time, or the, it's a stress level thing. So we, we do all the hand-holding through the whole process and make sure they're taken care of. You know, we have people here. And we'll, they can build a menu in a couple hours and they can literally call us, they can call us right now and two hours from now have online ordering. Um, 
And that's what, and that's really what we want to provide. Yeah. Is, you know, is, is, is a life-changing thing right now. You know, this COVID-19 thing is affecting everyone. It's affecting restaurateurs. Um, I don't want to say more than everyone, but in a huge, huge way. Um, and getting through this for them is there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty of if I'm even going to be around. And we've had restaurants that have closed, that have closed permanently. And now they may reopen or, or something might happen to where they're back in business. But, you know, that's the level of stress. Your whole life's work is going away in one day. And, you know, how do you deal with that stress and how do you deal with that? And to be a company that says, hey, you better pay us right now. Da, 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 we're going to charge you these fees. If you want to stay in business, we're going to do this, this, this. That's really, you know, this, this COVID-19, wrong. as it affects our as it affects our customers, it affects us. And this is all yeah. a true a true partnership. You go through things together and you and you come out together, right? And I think that at the end of this, um, you know, the leadership of, of every company is going to be determined by how they take care of their customers yeah. and what their priorities are. And you know, all the companies that survive are going to survive long term based upon doing the right thing. And doing the right thing, doing the right thing is what pays off. And right now, we just want to help our customers. You know, we we went in and said all right, online ordering is free, but when we did that, we didn't say it's free for two months or three months. We said it's free forever. If you want online ordering, all of our customers get it. We're not going to charge you a dime for it. We just want to help you out. And that's what all. I mean, that's what everything we're doing. It's not just you no. Know, to just you know promote and do some kind of marketing. Like, hey, look, we're helping business. It's not about Everybody's going to promote right now that, hey, we're going to give you the online order to sleep, but then they're going to put a disclaimer on the bottom of my so oh, until you get back to normal, whatever. It's not about that. And we've done this not just now, today, or yesterday. We've been doing it since the day we started operating and selling the system. We don't charge extra for anything. You know, gift cards, inventory, payroll, everything that we have on our system, we don't charge anything for it. It's always been their way because if somebody appreciates the system and what it can do, we don't have to charge extra for them because we're going to be a long-time customer. We don't have to make the money up front with things like that and, and, you know, do some kind of, like, weird pricing where people have to be, you know, one foot in the door and then charge it to the roof. We don't do that, and we've always been that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, it's so, um, you know, in, when you're in an industry where everyone um, is focused on tricking, and I use that word tricking very, very loosely, Tricking the customer or the restaurant into signing up with them so they can figure out how to make money in the back end, either by charging mm-hmm. extra for services or by having astronomical credit card rates or, you know, doing, finding ways to trick the customer into signing a contract. It's, right. um, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's, in my mind that's wrong. And so we want to earn the customer's business every day. If we're not doing a good job, leave us. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. We don't want you to be feel trapped with us or that you owe us. You know, if we're not doing a good job, you should leave us. And every day, our developers develop new functionality in our software that all of our customers get for free. We're not, you know, when we come out with new technology or like online ordering or, or inventory control or, you know, we just hand it to our customers. We don't say, here, if you want it, it's going to be an extra $50 a month. We don't do that. We, we really want to show that we're working for them every day. Every day we show up to work to make our customers stronger and have a competitive advantage against their competitors, right? Because business is very, very difficult, and we want our customers to be more successful than 
the customers who bought a point of sale from someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you claim you've, you've, you've seen how the process of choosing a pillar is aligned. It's so exciting. It's, it's so difficult for customers. You see it every day too because you work with them closely. Just to find a point of sale and go through a sale process, Unbelievably hard for, for owners. And what, what happens most times is people literally buy a system, any system, just to be done with it. And they don't even care at that point what they bought. They just want to buy something because they get blasted with emails and calls by people that are trying things they're probably not even doing the entire process to even find out if it's a good fit. It's a very long right. problem. We found is that the simpler we can make it, the better. We get, we got rid of, you know, don't don't include anything that you know will make it a longer or more difficult process. You yeah. make it from from A to Z as simple as possible. Yeah. You know, if, if the it takes five minutes, we take five minutes on the demo without wasting the, the time to tell them like, hey, you know what, how many other features we have. We don't do that. We don't charge the extra for things. We make it simple as possible. If you like the system, if you find a problem in your business that we can solve, this is one price and one price that only we have. This is how much it costs. Let's do it because we're going to help you, and therefore it's going to help us too. Either like it or not, and then we move on to the next person because otherwise there's no time to, you know, just try to trick people and then cancel them in two months, and it's not just for us or for them, and nobody wins at the end. We all just waste time. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of a natural thing that these restaurant owners kind of go through that they've been tricked or they've gotten real, you know, made bad decisions based on picking a vendor and things like that. So, you know, if, if, if you know, yeah. invariably, there's going to be some some restaurant owners that could be listening to this podcast right now, and I suppose if that opportunity came, what what would you say to some of these restaurateurs who are kind of struggling right now? Maybe they don't um, uh, don't do a good takeout business or delivery business or doing delivery with some of the uh, third party uh, applications like Grubhub and Postmates and Uber Eats, which are very uh, expensive for restaurant owners. What would you say to these restaurant owners if you have opportunity? Well, so, yeah, so the main thing, obviously, is that if you don't want to deal with those companies, it's kind of a few companies that can help you do on your own. Um, and, you know, it, it's, but that doesn't go just to, you know, find a company that does online ordering because a lot of them do it. Um, and the thing they need to do, they need to do their own research. So I cannot stress that enough because companies call no, POS uh, companies just because, you know, they saw them somewhere on a list or something like that, that means nothing. Um, they really need to listen to the message you give them and dig, dig deep within the conversation. Like, are they actually trying to help me or they just tell me something? And many times the sales reps, and we've seen this multiple times where, you know, a, a company would say something, a sales rep from a company is going to say something because that's all they know. They don't know deep down how things work. And this is where the place, restaurant owner, they need to know the questions to ask and actually find out what's going on. You need to educate themselves because everything is moving so fast. And as much as, for example, companies like us want to educate them and tell them how things work, unless they are proactive about it, it's very difficult for them to work, you know, within a couple of calls in an hour to tell them everything. So I'll tell them, be very proactive about learning about the new technology because you have to. Everything is moving their way. Um, we can look up as many stats as we want to get systems are long gone. But very soon they won't even exist probably. So everything is and, and, and that's really where I thought this was going because I think the environment that these these owners are going through, um, they're scared. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that a conversation with, with both you, you and Paul invokes hope. 
that, you know what, maybe there is a chance that, that they can make it through this. And I think that's the bottom line from my perspective, you know, is that I can make it. I can do this. And this is a time going back to what Paul started out with. I'm doing it the right way. And I think that is sort of the theme of everything that's going on right now is doing it, doing everything the right way. You know, it's whether or not you're going to the supermarket and, and picking what you need. And not what you're, you're, you're mentally thinking to yourself that I need to get 20 sticks of butter. You know what I mean? And I, I, I really, really think that what's resonating to me is that, you know, by partnering with a great company like Rescue is that there is hope. There is a way to get through this. Yeah. All right. Well, so with me, um, obviously I've been in the business for, for many, many, many years and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to renew compared to him, but I can confirm that no, that's any any business in any industry. You know, as long as you do the things right, people will come to you and you'll be fine. Yep. And times like this, when things get rough, it's when you find out you've been doing things right or not. And, yep. and, you, and whether you like it or not, you're going to find out. And you just have to react to that and either change things or continue to do what you've been doing because, no, you've been doing the right thing. Yeah. And, and you really find out. You know, everyone everyone on their sales call says we're your partner. Okay. And it's really trite. It's really trite. It's really easy to say. And to a lot of people, it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, when things, when the chips are down and things are not going your way, that's that's when you find out who your partner really is, right? Because your partner is going to be right by your side, and and that's where we want to be with these restaurants. You know, you mentioned earlier that um, our support, you're you're able to get through to our support. We tell potential customers before you buy any point of sale, call support at seven o'clock on a Friday when they're the busiest to see if they pick up the phone. And see if they take care of you. You know, just just do a mock call with support. And if they don't, if they don't pick up the phone or they don't take care of you, that's probably not the right partner to have in the restaurant industry. But in addition to that, every one of our customers, you know, you have my cell phone, Kramer. Yeah. Um, but every one of our customers has my cell phone number. It's posted online, and it's the same cell phone number that I give to my wife, that my wife calls me on, that my kids call me on. Um, it's the same cell number. You know, I, I just don't have two phones, one for work, one for personal. It's one number. And I tell, I tell our customers, say, you know, here's my number. If you ever feel like you're disrespected or, or you didn't get your problem solved, give me a call. And it, it, that, does, that does two things, right? It gives them confidence in us. And I do answer my phone call. I do answer the call, and I do take care of them. But it also tells our staff that I care about the customer. Yep. And that mm-hmm. if I, if you want to work here, you better care about the customer. Yep. And yep. It, it, it creates an environment where the customer is the most important thing. And, if, and, and every employee says, you know, how is this affecting the customer? How, how, how can I solve this problem for that customer? Yep. And that's, that's where I want my employees to be is that this isn't, you know, if this is about us, we're going to fail, right? Because right. we're not buying our product. This is about the customer, right. and this is this is about them providing something to them that they see value in, yeah. and that's that's really what we want to do. And, and Kramer, I feel like you know we've done a few demos with you and me with clients, and you know I would go basic and and our the given idea like on the back of the side we don't want people to say okay hey, I want to buy a system. We don't want people to say that. We want people to tell us at the end of the sale process like thank you for helping us. I don't want them to tell me that they want to buy it. I want us to see it how we bring. You know yeah. the benefit for them to thank us for that because we actually are making an impact, and that's what it's about. Like it's not about just selling products. If you want to make money, you sell a product. There's other industries you can make more money out. But it's kind of.
And, and one of the biggest things that I guess I would say is, is when you, uh, and this is kind of stepping away from what's going on today and more focusing on uh, uh, the difference between uh, your, your cloud-based PLS system and your, your on-site, you know, Windows-based PLS system. And, you know, I see it from both sides. We support, you know, uh, we support PLS systems across the board. But what it really does is, is you guys enable the client or the customer to say, we're going to, you're going to take all of this responsibility off my plate. I don't have to worry about maintaining a server at the back that has to be replaced every couple of years. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, maintaining backups and, and, and maintaining the security of, of the of the POS server itself. So you guys really take a lot of that responsibility off of the, the, the restaurateur or the client themselves uh, while also making this a very cost-effective solution. So when I say that, um, you know, we've deployed PLS systems before that have been upwards of thirty, forty thousand dollars for uh, the restaurant to put into place. Followed behind that is, is you know outrageous support cost and then outrageous deployment cost. And if you want to take gift cards, that's a module. And if you want to do uh, you know certain reports, that's another module. And, and, and a year from now, you decide you need a different report. Now you've got to pay somebody to write that report up. And so really, it, it's, it's, what it comes down to is you guys offer a very secure, um, a very reliable system, and, and you're not nickel and diming your customers um, across the board. And, and that, that coupled with the support has really been what has driven me to introduce Rescue to several of my clients and, you know, Another thing I would say on the support side of things is, and this is expected any time you deploy a new PLS system, the first 30 days, you know, there's there's a lot of communication between myself, the restaurant, rescue, and, and um, again, that's normal. Just replace the the, the the web that kind of interconnects everything in a restaurant. But typically after 30 days, that that need for support or uh, those questions that, that we've been in for the first 30 days, that comes to an end. Um, and, and it's usually that I, I kind of start stop hearing from those customers that, that have it. We'll check in with them and say, hey, how are things going? But apart from that, we really don't get very many issues from them. So, uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a reliable solution. When this all comes to an end, um, you know, my hope would be that, that some restaurateurs have – Hopefully tuned into the podcast today and, and kind of seen where you stand with things and um, how, how their life today would be easier. So um, I, I definitely appreciate that. Anybody else got anything else you want to throw in here? You know, I, I you know we just all have to put through orders together right now, and, and that's the most important thing. If you know we're either we're either going to fail alone or we're going to get out the other end together. Um, Absolutely. There's no one. This is too big for anyone to do on their own, and we need each other right now more than ever. Yeah. I know we're all separated right now, well, but we do need each other more than ever right now. Well, we um, it's it, it's the people, it's the it's the operations that make these folks' lives easier during this process. And um, you know, you said it best. We don't need to, nobody's out here to profit from this. Um, you know, we're not looking for any kind of a gain from this. In fact, we're probably going to lose a little bit from this by kind of extending the extra mile. But what's important is where we stand with our customers and where we stand with our potential customers when this, you know, comes to an end. So I, 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 I like that we're all on the same page. Um, 
Paul, Georgie, I appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, Mark, Absolutely. it's a pleasure to have you here. And um, we get an honor, guys. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you.